to articulate with steve mcjones this week the great romy rosner are you kidding me dude roast battle champ of philadelphia on my podcast for real <laughs> that's too much me and uh me and romy met at two street of course because where else are you gonna meet people in philadelphia and she's amazing and you're gonna be able to tell that by everything that she says in this podcast and I don't even want to waste any more of your time building it up because it's already going to be amazing. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Romy Rosner. Uh, have you seen 2017 Louis C.K.? No. You haven't seen Louis C.K. 2017? Are you no. opposed to Louis? No, I like Louis. I just haven't seen it. I've seen, yeah. You've seen his other stuff. Yeah, I've seen Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang? What is he that? He wrote that. I don't know what that is. Pull it up. Pull, pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> Pootie Tang. This is, is this a Philly movie? No. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Is he, that oh, Chris Rock? Chris Rock. He wrote it. That's crazy. I think Lucy here wrote it. Mm. Yeah, and directed it. <laughs> it's really good. Ooh. Jennifer Coolidge, Wanda Sykes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Well, uh, in 2017, he has this bit where he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gay, but like, you know, I want, like, I want to wear somebody's sweater. I want, <laughs> I want somebody to come up behind me. Like, Hi. <laughs> he just like does a little funny thing. But, yeah, that's, that's what I want to be FG for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, just come up and, like, rap me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess we can start if you yeah. want. Ladies and gentlemen, Romy, Romy Rosner. How yes. you doing, Romy? Doing well. Yeah, so, well, I am curious about... Because you, you seem like you... Obviously, I mean, you knew Louis C.K. wrote Pootie Tang, you know yeah. what I mean? With your, like, background... So first of all, like, when did you start? You grew up in what around here, right? Around here, yeah, just outside. Okay, so when did you like start? When did you become interested in comedy? I guess. Oof. I mean, like I started. You have a really weird background, actually. <laughs> I listened to the Akash episode with you, and I have a couple points that I want to bring up with that. Yeah. But yeah, you, don't you like grow up in the fifties or something? I grew up in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I'm a stand-up time traveler. I do my racy material. Then. Yeah. Like, I do my PC stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look back, I'd be canceled. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were grandfathered into it. You're like yeah. a Dave Chappelle or like a Yeah, Louis me and Lenny Bruce are tight. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. No, but Get a f- bunch of cocaine. I'm so sorry. Did so much, <laughs> so much blow. Yeah, when you were nine. <laughs> yeah. No, the first time I ever did stand up, I was 16. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that actually. And it was probably the best set I've ever had to date. Really? <laughs> I, just, I destroyed. Did you? No, it was. It was. It well, actually wasn't that bad. All right. Well, that was your first set, but like when? Right. I mean, obviously you thought about it before then, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you were a kid, did your parents show you comedy? Did you just watch like Comedy Central or? Well, my parents are both really funny. Okay. More so my <laughs> more so my dad than my mom. Don't tell her I said that. Yeah. No. There's a funny joke that you like. You just talked about something your dad said about like Anne Frank. And oh yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. They don't want to hear my material right now. (laughs) But, um, yeah, always watching comedy, that kind of a thing. And I always loved roasts. But, uh, yeah, Akash and I were talking a lot about comedy on his podcast. On his podcast. podcast. Right, right. Well, I mean, I want to get more into, like, different elements of... Because, again, it seems like you're into documentaries and stuff as Mm -hmm. well. So I was curious as to, like, did you... Again, did it start with comedy or did it start with like, I mean, when I was a kid, obviously I just got into like, I started with like the Big Bang Theory (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, I love The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> do you actually? No, I actually do. I think it's really well written. Really? Yeah. That's funny. I, I mean, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but yeah. I don't think I could go back and watch it now. No, no, It was no. like eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the eighth grade, so it's... Okay. So it's still fine. <laughs> yeah. Bazinga. Yeah, no, I love watching... I Like, from a young age, like, I can even remember, like, first grade. I was just a great liar. Oh, really? I would just lie all the time. But not like a bad lie, but like just like um, more uh, exaggeration of stories. Okay, fun little white lies. Little white lies. Yeah, and yeah. It starts there. And then... Is there something specific that you had in mind with a lie that you tricked somebody? You tricked like a boy into eating a worm or something? <laughs> no. Like I don't know. None of that. It was like I would go to school and then, you know when your mom asks you about your day? Yeah. I, I would just do a 10 minute set. Like, I would just, like, you know, I'd have my, and then I'd close with, like, and I want a snack, you know? Damn, yeah. It's like the equivalent of that thing where it's like, and then I found $20 at the end of a boring story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fun, though. You, so you just started making up stories. Making up then. stories. Because, like, it was, it's just the burps. It's just boring, mm. boring, boring people. Yeah. So you kind of got to make your own fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably... So your parents were, like, your main audience when you were... Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Just one older sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are the youngest. I'm curious. Yeah. Like, from what I've heard, like, dynamic-wise, like, the youngest are typically the ones that try to, like, break the tension, if there mm -hmm. is any, between, like, the parents and the older sibling. <laughs> yeah. Because the older sibling's usually just fucking up, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely... My sister, like, you know... She beats, like, she's the kind of, like, I'm the only one that can hit you. Like, you know, like, nobody yeah. else can. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But she does beat the shit out of me. But she beats the shit out of me daily. <laughs> if anybody is listening, I need help. <laughs> but rub me, blink if you, <laughs> you're actually okay. Yeah, uh, clap twice. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun, though. Yeah. When did you get into comedy, like, when you were young? I, well, well, so I was going to relate, like, just storytelling-wise, like, even in, like, the first... I think it was, like, second grade. We had, like, show and tell. Mm -hmm. uh, and you could, like, like bring in anything. You could bring in a story that you wrote. So I would... I had this... Uh, this this insane action duo <laughs> called uh, King Fofo and Queen Yo Up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just these stories that were just run on sentences that yep. would go on. And, and then it'd be like, and then another monster came through. <laughs> and then another one. And they like beat them up. Mm -hmm. And it's really, they were dogs, by the way. Okay. That were, Fufu and what was the other one? Uh, King, King Fofo and Queen Yo What Up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, we would not have been friends. <laughs> not in second grade, bro. You would have loved me. Well, because they were not all me. made up. Yeah. You would have added like a realistic element to, yeah. to my to I would have humbled you yeah probably I think so I actually did like a podcast episode where I just read the story <laughs> back to front it was like I, at that point I was just trying to get as many pages as I could I'm like right. I can write 30 page yeah. a 30 page book if I wanted to yeah. but again it's just like a run on sentence where like another <laughs> monster comes out and then another one and another and one and that's actually the writing process for every single Marvel movie that comes out now but comedy for me actually was a little different because like I said I, I mean I started more with like sitcom shows mm -hmm. things like that like again Big Bang Theory but then I got really into like South Park and then yeah. It's Always Sunny um, you know all the classics and I didn't really start like watching stand up even until I mean probably mid to late high school mm -hmm. um, and I got super into Louis C.K. because I think I actually got into stand up by watching Louis the show first yeah and then I was like, oh, he does stand-up, and the stand-up's funny. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's kind of sparked the interest. And I think it's, like, with any fad that you really have, when you first get into it, you just consume as much of that content mm -hmm. as you can. So I started watching, like, a bunch of stand-up comics, like, all at once. Yeah. To the point where it's, like, 
I, I couldn't do that again. <laughs> no, it's too much. It's right. Well, with the amount that we go out and like see. Yeah. Stand-up. Oh, I can't watch stand up anymore. It's yeah. just like I see it every single night. Absolutely. And it's not always great. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. bad stand up is better than great stand up. More entertaining for sure. It's yeah. Like, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you kill, dude. I want. No. I want to hear you bomb and say some off, <laughs> offhand shit like uh, at Friendly Lounge <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah. 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 Well, so I also heard a little rumor that you, did you do uh, improv back in the day? Oh, that rumor mill needs to be squashed. No, no, I did. No, I did. I did it for like two years, two, three years. It was really fun. How old were you? 16, 17, 18. Okay. So, so like who gave you the balls to start at 16 (laughs) to just like, yeah. It's just, um, I don't know. Ignorance is bliss. Like, well, I did speech and debate in high school. Oh, and really? speech is like exactly kind of like stand up. That's actually fun. It's uh, like a scapegoat. Like, yeah. well, so again, so I want to get like cover the gap of how you went from like telling fake stories to your parents <laughs> to getting into like I guess you were probably getting good grades, right? No, not at all. Terrible grades. Were you good in school? I was decent. Yeah, I wasn't really? bad. Yeah, why? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're funny, so I just assumed you'd have shitty grades. Yeah. No, I um I. I don't know. Not important. Not okay, important. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I barely went to high school. Really? Just ditched every day. Wow. Yeah. Barely graduated. Sense, <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And my, yeah, so... So speech and debate, so that's like an academic thing though, right? It is. That's what I'm saying. So again, how are we getting from <laughs> the white lies? All it right. makes no sense, but it's... I love speech and debate. Like, I took photography in high school, and my photography teacher was this guy who was like super chill, like smoker like you could just tell mm-hmm. and he, he was like you've been missing for 30 days in a row and i was like oh really and then he was like you should do and there was philly improv theater he was like you should do this and i was like i don't know because he knew i was funny yeah like in class and stuff and he was like but you're more than a class clown like whatever he was like you should try this and then i did that yeah. and that was Took off from and there. And it took off. Okay. Yeah. Is there a reason why you would ditch school all the time? What were you doing in place of? No, I was bad at school. Oh, so you so just I was like, this go. is the worst. <laughs> and my best friend lived a block away, and she had an outdoor ping pong table. Oh, shit. So we'd like show up to... Sounds kind of good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was, yeah. It was like, you couldn't play correctly because part of it was in the grass, you know? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it was like playing ping pong in Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then like years pass while you're playing. Too. <laughs> it's like we graduated. <laughs> yeah, basically that's what it sounds like. What happened? Yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs> Your parents are like how was school today, and you tell them the whole story about how you went to school. <laughs> yeah, it's like we started here, we did that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm curious. What did you learn in like the uh, like the debate thing though? Like, because I feel like there probably is. I took um, a logic class mm-hmm. in uh, in college one time, just as like an extra credit, basically. Mm-hmm. And there was like a lot that I learned and it was just basically breaking down arguments and, you know, making sure that each you know argument didn't have a fallacy and that it followed like a certain logic that the philosophers figured out way back then, which is crazy. But, but I mean, I, I, the, the main thing that I got from it is that like a lot of people are just saying statements nowadays that just don't even make any logical sense. Right. It's almost, there's one called like, uh, ad hominem basically where you're in an argument with a person and then they're like well yeah but you can't trust this source because of this reason it's like well you can't just attack a source as an argument like yeah. that's not part of the argument 
I don't know, things like that. So with debate, did you learn anything in that sense? Debate, I did a little bit. I did like Lincoln Douglas and stuff like that. I didn't like that because you needed, I don't know if it was LD, but you needed a partner for some of them. And I was like, I got to go solo. Oh, really? I don't want to like, you know, because if you lose, you blame your partner. So yeah. I did impromptu speech. Really? So that's where like, you'll get a topic. It could be anything. It could be like Halloween or it could be green yeah. you know, or like a quote. And then they give you five minutes in a hallway to prepare. And then you come in and you do five minutes. Hmm. And you just yeah, no, talk. it's like, uh, yeah, I took a public speaking class where mm-hmm. that was like a pra- an exercise once, mm-hmm. but I could see you being just really good at that. No, I won like, like the, like the Pennsylvania something, something. I have like a certificate. The Pennsylvania something, something. Yeah. You can't make up a name for that, but you can make up an entire 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that was like fun. Yeah. So this sounds like it's like been ingrained in you basically. Yeah. This improv. Basically. No, it was like dumb. Like I'd be called into my counselor's office. He'd be like, you're failing math. And I'd be like, yeah, but I got this speech and debate <laughs> tournament. I got to go to. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's crazy. So you did make it through high school. I did. did Probably you? not legally. Like if you look, <laughs> if you were to look at like the books, they the cook books, them. they definitely like curve some stuff for me. Like Really? Oh, for sure. You were that hilarious, I guess. Yeah. My guidance counselor came to one of my shows. Really? Yeah. Wow. So this is really like something that you've been really, really into your whole life. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And do you, I guess like your style, do you see like your parents in them at all? Because like I'm trying to figure out like what really kicked it off for you, but it kind of just sounds like you just wanted to do it. It was just natural. my comedy style? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because my mom talks really fast. And okay. my dad talks really slow. Uh, and I think I kind of hit <laughs> the medium, yeah. you know, like my pacing. Yeah, no, I so. could definitely see that. Well, how did the improv go, though? Like, because I've heard a lot of people, I know, uh, I feel like Jackson is like super against taking any classes or anything, mm-hmm. but some people... Shut up, Jackson. Shut up, Jackson. <laughs> like, before I came in to do stand-up, though, like, I always had this idea where, like, it'd be good to do improv to, you know, be quicker on stage, mm-hmm. where some people, open micers are like, yeah, or you could just do open mics and get quicker on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely, like, the big debate, like, improv, right. stand-up. They're two different animals. Yeah. I mean, I think... I did improv at UCB before it, like, shut down, Upright oh, Citizens really? Brigade. Yeah. In New York, and that was fun. Oh, so you, like, did it, then? Yeah. Well, not, like, on a team, but, like, it was, like, a, a weak summer thing. Oh, okay. Crashed. That's still pretty hardcore. It was fun. It was really hardcore. It was, like, six hours a day, mm-hmm. and, uh... Six hours of yeah. improv? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But it definitely... I don't know. It gives you bit ideas. It definitely makes you quicker. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done improv in a while, because of COVID, like, they couldn't get a bunch of... My brain has, like, slowed down, like... But you still would do it? Yeah, I would definitely do it. It's fun. It's like, you just do crazy shit. (laughs) I feel like it'd be fun. I I mean, I just... I've seen some improv shows, like, college improv shows, Mm -hmm. where it seems like they're trying to make things... It's just not funny to me, It's just not funny. Yeah. Dude, we had to go see an improv show that was, like, part of the deal, like, part of the class, and we had to see an improv show. It was, like, a Tuesday night, 10 o'clock, and I was like... This is going to suck. Yeah. It was one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. Really? Stayed for the second show. Wow. For like the 12 o'clock. Really? Yeah. Damn. Hell's Kitchen, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, yeah. Wow. It was really funny. So that was probably a good, to like, I, I guess I haven't seen, prof- like I said, I saw right. a college show, yeah, but yeah. professionals are probably hilarious. I can only imagine if I went to a college yeah. improv show. <laughs> I was in college for a little bit. 
Yeah, I that's... dabbled. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to ask about that too, but it kind of makes sense now that you're telling me about your like high school history. <laughs> yeah, because it... I was gonna I, like what I had in mind was that you like went to high school and then you like knew you wanted to do something like kind of artsy mm-hmm. with it or like you know with comedy mm-hmm. and then went into college to try it and then you just dropped out <laughs> from there. But it sounds like you had a history of missing school. From the top. From the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like a miracle I got into college, regardless. Yeah. And Emerson's not not a shitty school. Yeah. It's 30% acceptance rate, you know. How'd you get in? I wrote a banging essay. Okay. I mean, it was so good and like, you know, subtle flex, but it was pretty good. Um, what yeah, did you my, write it about? I wrote it about my hair. That's how insane it was. I don't know. It was just some weird essay that was like a metaphor or whatever. The college, like the guy that's reading over it is just like, a, he's like, can you send me a piece of your... No, <laughs> I literally at the end of the essay was like, if you want to see my hair, like, you know what you have to do. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I got into Emerson. I got into Bennington College. Mm. Just some Same like... essay about hair. Yeah. <laughs> I got into some shitty schools too. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'll do Emerson because it's in a city. Right. I'll be able to do stand-up. Yeah. And uh, then I got there and I was like, this was a mistake. Was it the same? Why? Why? Well, I had... Because we were... Because um, I was like on track. Like I'd been doing stand-up so hardcore for so many months. Mm-hmm. Like two mics a night. Like what we do now. Yeah. And then when I got there, it was so hard to like get around. And like it. they weren't... I don't know. The Boston scene was not as like good as the Philly scene. Interesting. Yeah. Well, in 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 what way? Like it wasn't as competitive, or there just weren't as many mics. They were more like spread. They were like an hour away, uh, and like and I was like, I can't do that in school, yeah. and you know, da 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 da. And uh, the comics were just like not as good. Like <laughs> it sounds like I don't know from what I saw. I was only there for a little bit. No, that's fair. Yeah. Well, and I kind of like expected. I went back and did uh, a show case uh when i went home uh for for ohio like oh, yeah for like uh but then i was like oh, i'm gonna walk into this like open this dinky ass like open <laughs> mic I, you know i wasn't expecting but it was like a showcase really? and all the people there were like at least you know late 20s early 30s mm-hmm. and there was like an old white headliner mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was like ah, well, i didn't know what to expect and i went there and i was like definitely the rookie like right. these these guys I, you have to imagine that a lot of people that want to do stand-up go out to the city and probably still have, like, a day job, but, mm-hmm. like, really try their hand out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people probably don't make it, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, your day job takes over. And then at some point they get a family and then maybe move into Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. And to retire. Mm-hmm. But they still do stand-up. <laughs> so I imagine that some of the people I saw had been doing stand-up for, like, 10, 15 years. Right. And just got really good but didn't, you know, it didn't become their main thing. Yeah. And so, like, going out there and seeing that scene was, like, I was, like, yo, this scene is actually, like, really intimidating. It's fire, like It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, it's weird to hear that, like, Boston scene is yeah. uh, different than the Ohio <laughs> scene. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's, like, sour grapes. I don't know. But they, from, I don't know. It was just, like, a weird time. It was, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. But, uh, how does uh, how does God influence you in your... He's uh, with me in every performance, okay. obviously. Right. And, uh, you know, I pray before each end. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in God? God? I mean, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not that religious, really. You know. That's my favorite question. I just want to get canceled. Absolutely. Are you conservative? Are you liberal? Which yeah. one? 
Poe? Who I voted for, uh, you know him. You know him. <laughs> the, Ka- good, the good Kanye. one. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah, I voted Kanye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, like, with all your experience, uh, you know, doing the stand-up, you know, open mics and things like that. Yeah. That's weird, though, because I thought you just started when, you know, you you just showed up at the Philly scene, mm. and you, you assume when you see new people there, you're like, oh, they're starting right. to. But no, so you've been doing it for a while. That's crazy. Yeah, but it wasn't as consistent as I am now. Okay. Like, when I was 16, I did shows here, and then I did, I performed at my sister's college, mm. which sounds more official than it was. <laughs> it was like a frat weekend, and they had like a, a showcase or whatever, and she got me on, mm-hmm. and that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Really? Why? Well, it was just, you can say, it was just like 110 frat guys completely wasted. Wow. Just shoveling food in their faces, and I'm like, anybody here travel? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's my other question, is like, what would you write jokes about as a kid? You know what I mean? Like, mm. a lot of older comics, or at least comics that I talk to, mm. say they write based on experience. Mm. And I feel like when you're that young doing it, you're ba- you, you know, your jokes are, like, based on Twitter memes, maybe? <laughs> Twitter. Um, no, my set... I mean, I could do my set from when I was 16 now. Like, it was just dumb. I think it was, like, I talked about my neighbor... Yeah. And okay. She looked like I was like she looks like homeless Barbie or something. It was very rough. <laughs> it wasn't exactly great. And my set was that, and then it was talking about my drive to school because my neighbor would drive me. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of school stuff. A lot of school stuff. Because that was like my main you know. experiences. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so like, wouldn't your audience be like high school kids too, or? Um. Well, no. These were college kids, but. They got it. Yeah. They weren't that far removed. Yeah. No, nobody, none of my friends know I do this. Really? Yeah. Total secret. So this is what perplexes me because it sounds like it's like a big, big part of your life. Like it's a major part of your life. But who are you around like your friends that don't think you do comedy? I don't know what they think I do. Like I told them, I these are my my best friends of like ten years. Right. And they just think I'm like a bum. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Oh, because you're just like living at home. With right. Your right. Right. They don't know. Well, so do you have like a like a path in mind? Like, a path. I mean, I'd love to get to New York. That's really? like the. That's the goal. The goal. Yeah. Would you do like SNL or something? I mean, if they threw it my way, why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be fun. That's like a perfect mix of like stand-up and improv a little bit. Well, and, and the other thing, again, is like you obviously watch like documentaries and, and mm-hmm. uh, TV and movies and things like that. Is there anything else like that interests you within, you know, outside of comedy? Like, do you mean like making a sketch show or like completely outside of comedy? Yeah, I mean, something like that. Would I would you be love interested? to have a sketch show. Really? It'd be so much fun. Yeah? Yeah, I used to make like sketches and stuff. No, I really like movies. I don't think I could ever make, like I would want to write a movie. I find directing, like, exhausting. Oh, it's gotta be. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. And would you, like, include, like, I don't know. I've, again, I only know you as, like, a joker, right? <laughs> so, like, do you see yourself doing any, like, serious uh, themes or anything like that? Like Robin Williams, like, start, like yeah, yeah. Dead Poet Society and then Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, d- I mean, <clears throat> I can't imagine doing anything serious. I mean, I just love... Joking, okay. like. Well, I mean, the reason I ask though is just because, like, taste-wise, right? Mm. So, like, you like obviously, you know, really, really good films by like mm. Scorsese, and I don't know. I find that a lot of people, some people are very judgmental about films. You mm. know what I mean? And and about yeah, I listened to your review of Whiplash. Did you actually? <laughs> I listened to parts of it. I didn't get to the end. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> but it's whatever. I thought Whiplash was good. It was such a good movie. Yeah. I think that's like one of the best movies ever. To yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. 
I think uh, it's a really good movie. Yeah, a really good movie about ambition. I think that the, again, yeah. the message there is while it's very serious, but it's like <clears throat> you just can't let anything hold you back. Even no. yeah, you gotta have the, the grind. The, the grind. Do it, you ever yeah. have nights where like you'll do like a set or whatever, and you're like, oh my god, I'm quitting. Like, <laughs> I want not only am I quitting, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every no. night I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself, and then there's only been two times where like I'm quitting, like I'm done. I'm gonna get my real estate license. <laughs> 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 like that's the big joke in my house, like. I'll come home at like 3 a.m. and, you know, my dad would be like, how'd it go? And I'd be like, gonna reapply tomorrow, you know? <laughs> like, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, with you, I don't understand. Like, here's another question for you. Um, do you ever think that you'll peak early like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, somebody said. <laughs> somebody. Not only that one, but <laughs> someone else had said to me, um, your ca- career, in quotes, whatever, your career is gonna plateau. Wow. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I feel I like, like you're just getting, like you said, you just started doing it. Yeah, I'm just getting started, consi- yeah, you know. Super consistently. Yeah. So I don't see how you have nights where you want to give up. Or like, oh my God, are you kidding? Because you kill. Like, I feel I like you kill so much to where the bad nights make it worth it. One time, and I'll tell you who this is, like, after. Mm-hmm. One time I did a mic, and it was the nacho mic, I can say this. Okay. And they had asked me a question or something, and then part of my answer was, like, someone in the audience and that person's face like all the blood drained from them but like i didn't mean to be mean i literally went home and i was like never again like i can't get on stage again yeah yeah so bad but now i've perfected the art of yelling at people (laughs) (laughs) well and that's what i was gonna want uh i was gonna ask too is like so roasting is a big thing for Mm -hmm. you right and so i don't feel like i could do that without actually being mean you know like where's the line like how did you learn to tiptoe along that this well i mean there is a fine line i mean in my house like we all insult each other so i think it's like i've been practicing for 20 years that's funny um it's funny how much your family plays into your molding yeah it's upsetting (laughs) this is not this isn't me but ryan this is a true story ryan foster apparently roasted somebody and the girl he was roasting like she <laughs> she wrote out a list of things he like couldn't mention and then <laughs> at the roast he had printed it out <laughs> was like oh, no. putting it everywhere but to me i think that's hilarious like yeah. if you're in a roast there should be no boundaries like mm. once you step in the ring like, <laughs> do you know what i mean like don't do it if you can't if you can't take it yeah yeah, I agree. And so, is that your mentality going into it? Like, nothing yeah. is off limits. No, like Has there not ever been anything said to you that really hit home? Oh, yeah. The, the, I've done... I'm 7-0, and oh, I think. Mm-hmm. And my worst... my The most hurtful roast was the Chris Alia one. Really? Yeah. Which, which joke did he do that, that really... Chris, we're calling you out right now, but... <laughs> yeah, sorry, Chris. Well... <laughs> I just freaked out because this was like a while ago and I was still like, you know, walking on eggshells at Raven and stuff because mm. getting in is hard. Yeah, that's, yeah. Part and of the scene. his first joke was like something, something and she's only nine or like 19, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh fuck. Because the bouncer was in the back yeah. watching the roast. Yeah. And I was like, am I going to get carried out of here? Yeah. And then he said like Mo- Monica Jewinsky and I was like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Chris. You fucking bitch. <laughs> Well, that yeah. doesn't sound like the most hurtful thing is because somebody no, said something yeah. about your age. Yeah. No, I was just worried. It was like more like yeah. panic. A little, little panic. A little panic. Yeah, yeah. It was like my first one, so I was nervous. <laughs> That's fair. But there's some, we've seen some bad roasts. Big time. 
Big time. Usually they're good, but sometimes it's like... Ooh, it just gets ugly. Friendships end. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the ring, so I mean, if, yeah. if friendship ends, maybe it wasn't that good of a friendship before yeah. then. But we don't have to get into that, you know? Yeah. No. Raven's the best. Raven is I hope best. it lasts forever. Yeah, I mean, it's the longest running open mic so far. I don't yeah. think they're going to... Unless, I mean, they made it through COVID, you know? They made it Barely. Through, they invented COVID. They invented COVID. <laughs> actually, I think that's where it originated. Where, it's <laughs> they actually had the Wuhan is the, <laughs> is the street name. <laughs> I like it because you can say anything. Like, no one's recording you. Like, you can just, you don't have to be, you know. Yeah, there's no line. Like, say at some, like... Like South House, like South you gotta be a little more. Yeah, because there's gonna be people there. Yeah. Whereas, like in Raven, it's gonna be either dirty people in there <laughs> or comics. Yeah. And so they all know. I think the comics are the dirty people. Yeah, or a mix. Yeah, a mix yeah. of the both for sure. I did. Re- I do remember seeing you at a. Well, and and that's what I'm curious. Like for showcases for you, do you find that you have to like cater to a different uh, demographic because? Mm. I did that one, like I said, back in Ohio, and it was just, like, all adults, right? And it's like, oh, I've been doing my stand-up in front of 20-year-old comics <laughs> yeah. and writing jokes to make them laugh for yeah. the past, you know, eight months. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely read the room. Okay. Because I have, like, different, you know, you have, like, your different set lists. Mm-hmm. So, if it's, like, like, I did Sunken Ships in uh, Ashbury, New Jersey, and it was all, like, just frat, like, you oh, know. really? Yeah, so it's, like, the weed jokes are coming out tonight oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And then I'll do... Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever done, like, with an older crowd. Yeah, and then I'll do, like, like uh, yeah, it just depends. Because you can't do school jokes with, like, a, right, an adult yeah. crowd. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, like, switch it up. And then I'll, like, riff. I don't know. Yeah. Play with them a little bit. Do you think... How long do you think you'd go in a set without doing any material? Uh, I did the Ortlieb show last night, and that was ten minutes, so... <laughs> with no material I mean, maybe there was, like, two jokes in there. <laughs> Literally two jokes. I just went after this one girl. She was like, I'm a painter. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I, I'm gonna post the video. I will show you. Really? Did it murder? It was. It went pretty well. It went pretty well. It was pretty good. It's so humble. It's so humble <laughs> for me. I did want to talk about this, too. You talked about it on Akash's podcast about, mm-hmm. like, like, style, and that is mm-hmm. something that... Um, you know, some comics do roast you on sometimes for, like, you know, the plain, plain Jane. But, like, how much of, you know, your, like, with, with like, I, I guess there's some, com- how much do you think, like, personality and, and uh, like, outs- off of the stage and your clothing and things like that play mm-hmm. into how well you do on stage? Ooh, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whenever I'm doing a show, I'll never wear, like, a shirt that has, like, writing on it or anything. I'm always, like, plain is best because, like, you don't want to distract them. It's like you never wear shorts on stage. <laughs> yeah. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't I know, it's my own personal quick. philosophy. <laughs> no, but, like, style, yeah, it is important. Um, everybody's got their own style in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing a, a show and two people went after me and then after the show they came up to me they were like, we've been watching you do too much comedy. Like, we're copying your pacing. Like, I mean, she was like, I'm telling my jokes in your style, and I was like, I know, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we just hear each other too much. Yeah. It's hard. It's an echo chamber that you just, yeah. like, copy. I've, I've kind of noticed that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there is something to your style. And so do you find that, I don't know, like, in Boston, did a lot of uh, comics have the same type of pacing and style? And the other thing is, like, you've been around stand-up so much. I'm mm-hmm. curious as to what you find is, like, a common denominator for a lot of the people mm-hmm. that you meet. Yeah, I mean, a lot of comics are like bad childhoods, obviously, like that's a common denominator, but 
all the comics that I've met are like beyond nice. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane how nice they are. Like, yeah. they would do anything for you, you know? Like, <laughs> I, even when Akash was like, I don't know where I'm going to live, Jackson was like, you can crash on my couch. Like, we both want to, like, yeah. it's just the name of the game. Like, right. Yeah, but, uh, and then there's also horrible comics. Like, you're like, leave me alone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, if I never saw them again, I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no. kind of sad. <laughs> but, um, no, but I find that we watch so much comedy, like, I just don't laugh anymore. Like, mm. I laugh starting at 8 o'clock, you know? <laughs> like, nothing in the day. Like, I see, like, shows that have Emmys, and I'm just like, eh. Really? Not yeah, that good. Not, not that, that good. good. But some people have jokes. Like, I was just telling uh, someone this the other day. James Moss had a joke. He did it two Street. I think it was just, like, a throwaway. Like, I don't even think he used it again. And I thought it was so funny. He was like, um... yeah. He's so good. He's done that to, like, I brought up a couple of jokes yeah. today. I'm never going to do that again. I know. I'm like, why? I'm like, can I take it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I have that? Yeah. He had a joke. He was like, um, uh, he was like, I love gaslighting my girlfriend. Like, she was like, I'm butchering it, but he was like, uh, she was like, hey, can you clean the dishes? And he was like, you know, everybody hates you, right? <laughs> he said that like five months ago and I was like, that is so funny. Yeah. He doesn't do that anymore. I haven't heard it. Wow. But when he's on, I walk out of the room, so. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know his stuff. You yeah, know his yeah. stuff. Yeah, so what... I did want to talk about that experience, mm-hmm. too. What was that experience like for you, like the roasts building up to the James Moss? Because that that's Oof. a big... That was you know, a big one. That was a big one. And it took some time. You know, you did... Yeah. How long was the span when you first started the roast here to when that happened? Probably like months, right? Yeah. Because they do it like every week or every two weeks. Right. Um, but yeah, he he's had the belt like four times. I think I've had it two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like undefeated, four and zero or something. Like with the belt championships. Yeah, I'm either so next week it's gonna be Jeff Colella versus Rusty Wright, and then I'll battle whoever wins that one. Okay. To get the belt for a third time. Yeah. Well, and so how did that feel like though? Like on the come of you know you're first yeah. starting out. Was that the first time you did roast like a real roast battle when yeah. you first came here? Mm-hmm. Okay. And were you like? I was like invigorated after the so first scared. one. So scared. I was like, oh really? Yeah, I was nervous. Okay. Definitely nervous. Um, I hadn't really seen them, and as I say, like I was like touch and go with Raven at the time, like only getting in sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jamie and I roasted Jamie Pappas. Right. And I wanted to die. Because you're just roasting yourself. Oh. People really think we're the same person. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why you'd be roasting yourself. I feel like you and Jamie are two completely different people. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was a good roast, I feel like. And so, like, well, and so as you started, like, you know, continue, you got two wins, you got yeah. three wins, and it really started to, like, I don't know, feel good, and, like, you, yeah. you started getting that confidence about it, and yeah. really started feeling comfortable at Raven, too. Yeah, definitely. And the writing came it became easier. It was like a formula, almost. Oh, really? Because I do my first joke is, like, a look-like joke, like, oh, the, the look, and then I'll do, like, I'll finish on, like, my strong one. No, so what's the formula, Remy? What do I, yeah, what so do I what's let, the, let me get the actual, yeah. Let me get pen and paper. <laughs> um... But people ask me to write roast jokes for them now, too. Oh, I kind of wow. ghostwrite them. Yeah. Really? So if you hear a good roast joke, I don't know, maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah. And then the yeah. build up and then, you know, you knew you had the one with James Moss. Was that like a big thing yeah. for you? That was a, yeah. Were you there for that one? Uh, yeah. Everybody was there for yeah, that Yeah. That one. was a fun one. Yeah. They didn't record that one, but. How did they not record that Because one? Drew had been, he just opened at Helium and then I think everybody got out of wax or out, out of, of sorts but that was a really fun night that was such a good night yeah it was a great roast too well, no, he could have taken it I mean he had some really good ones he did yeah, yeah. You, you do look like the backup in dodgeball <laughs> that they would pull out 
It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. I think about that twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <a> <laughs> no, that is a really good one. Yeah. So, I mean, but so I, I know you said you want to move to New York, but do you mm-hmm. have like a, you know, what's, is there like an end goal or is there like a major thick milestone that you are looking forward to doing? Well, the dream is like to kind of have like a Sandler situation. Like I want to have all my buddies like yeah. all the time just because they do like stand up tours and stuff. And right. I mean, how much fun would that be if we all just had, like, so a giant bus and, like, <laughs> did stand-up at night, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be fun. I, I want to, like, keep people close. Like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, because you didn't have any friends when you were a kid because you never showed up to school, exactly. right? And exactly. And you were just a lone wolf, and now you want to make up for that. Yeah. Uh, moving forward. But, <laughs> I mean... It's, it's cathartic. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but I, I think what I'm really interested about is... And the fact that we're starting now and all the people we're starting with now, we are so young, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And really, any of, any of us, you know, what's going to happen in like 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to be where? And if you're able to like, you know, make good bonds, good bonds and connections now, mm-hmm. like how much that's going to help you at least like supportively and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just the connections you well, make and things like that. Yeah, I think there's a big part of comedy that's like, sometimes it's really not how well you do on stage. Mm-hmm. I think it's truly, like, who you're friends with. Yeah. Like, pe- like, sometimes I'll see, like, a lineup for a show, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, because this person is friends with, mm-hmm. you know, the- I- which is not a bad thing. Like, sure. God bless, you know. But yeah. I think, you know, just try to be nice to everyone. Like, I try to not have, like, a reputation or anything of, like, yeah. being a dick or, like, yeah. you know, whatever. Having too much drip, you don't want to, Yeah. You know, it kind of goes with the, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, blank slate yeah. type of thing. Yeah. You don't want to be, like the dick or like the alcoholic or whatever you know whatever you just want the bfg be... The BF... yeah he's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just want to be... i just like i don't know i want to do well in comedy and want everybody to like think of me as like romy romy yeah. a, good, a good person you yeah, know? yeah and no. it's hard to not be labeled a bitch when you're seven and oh in roast battle <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's that was one of my jokes for a while somebody had dm me after the roast, and they were like, what's it like being the biggest bitch in Philadelphia? Oh, and I replied back, and I was like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's funny, though, too, because, like, I didn't, you know, offstage, you are not, like, somebody that would really... I mean, I'm sure you've been mean to people before, obviously, <laughs> but it doesn't come across as, like, oh, she's a mean person, and she's only good at roasting because those are her real thoughts, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, and then, like, the dream, though, like, of... That's also, like, a noble dream to have. It's just, like, it's not necessarily... Yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler, you know, to be as popular as he mm-hmm. was, that'd be fun. But, I mean, even just, like, a little crew that yeah. makes enough to travel around and just yeah. do that would be such a good time. Yeah, like, I love um, Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. He's great. Like, I just love his vibe. Like, he, like, he has, like, one or two shows or whatever, but he's, like, he just does stand-up. He's not on, like, the red carpets or anything. True. It's, like... Or like Larry David, like yeah, he's killing. Like it's just like to have your show and like yeah, you just need one show that has yeah. enough of a following. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, when I think Pete was on uh, Pete Eckenroth was on Akash's podcast, he mm-hmm. was talking about how like if you do stand up long enough, like over ten years, right? If you get like you know you get a little bit better every year, and you mm-hmm. get like eight percent more followers every year, even mm-hmm. if you start at like a small amount. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna have enough people that follow you to just support you, you know, or have some sort of small stream of, of income, you know. That is a very interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you just do this long enough with yeah. enough of your friends and have projects, and yeah. 
different like ways of, of you know you do improv shows yeah. or sketch shows and you know little videos here and there you're gonna mm-hmm. get enough people that are like yeah Romy Rosner she's yeah. like the Eddie Murphy of 2022 because <laughs> of the blackface that's why they think I'm Eddie <laughs> exactly. Murphy exactly it's like you can't fail in a weird way yeah <laughs> even not funny people are stand-up com- like I'll see a stand-up comic so I'm like this is not funny at all like mm. I don't but it's somebody's niche mm-hmm. how do you deal with like the stress and the anxiety like before a show do, do you get nervous um, I think I used to get a lot more nervous Me too. Um, than I, yeah, after doing it consistently, not as much. Uh, I found out that I'm like an adrenaline junkie, which mm-hmm. is the rock climbing. That's where that mm-hmm. comes in. But the, like coming back after like this two week break after like the COVID thing or whatever, mm-hmm. like I was getting nervous before going up on two street last week. Oh yeah. Me know? too. Yeah. I felt like the first time. Yeah. It honestly, did. It did. But again, I think that's kind of, um. It's kind of the part of the appeal, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is is that rush? It's like, yeah. how do you handle it? Oh, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't handle it at all. And you can sh- you can see it <laughs> when I go up and do stage time. Sometimes, you know, I rush yeah. through sets and things like that. Yeah, I, people like do people come up to you and they're like, oh my god, I could never. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I couldn't hold a nine to five. So God bless <laughs> that you can do that. This is the only thing I can do. Yeah, sort of. But yeah, barely. Barely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird, though, because it's similar in a way where I think people box their, you know, fears. Uh, like, like I moved out here from Ohio, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people are just like, wow, a lot of people couldn't do that. I'm like, well, you just move here. You just you just take a car, and then you're there. <laughs> like, pack all your stuff. Yeah, and then you're there. And it was <laughs> like, I don't understand what the hard part is. Yeah. And, you know, the hard part, I guess, for some people is just taking that leap. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, getting up on stage, like, how could you do that? It's just like, you're here, mm-hmm. stage is there. <laughs> yeah. Get up on the stage. Two step. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like Come a to mental... Two Street if you want to try going. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But it's like a mental fear that they have, right? And it's mm-hmm. the same way, like you were saying, like, some people, like, I, I don't know, some people wouldn't want to, like, rock climb. It's like, I don't, that just seems, like, insane. Like, mm-hmm. upon going up heights, you know, heights is a big thing for mm-hmm. some people. Um, doing a nine to five, you know, getting boxed in. <laughs> I'm surprised that you, that's a big fear for you. It's like, well, I just couldn't like it would just seem like um, pointless. I don't know. It just seems like miserable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like to be a little more wild, do a little more fun do stuff, do a little more crazy stuff <laughs> yeah. with it. Well, and the thing about a nine to five is like. You know, not everybody lives with their parents, Rome. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Thanks. Shout out to my mom and dad. <laughs> they want me out. <laughs> they, 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 they want They're me done. to live so badly. So badly. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but the thing is, like, um, you know, that is something that I think, you know, comics like us do have to put into perspective is, like, you know, I have a white family at home mm-hmm. that where if anything goes wrong with me, I can always just crash with them, you know, right. and get, come back home. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people don't have that. And it's hard to, like, I guess that's a completely different conversation. Because the people that are like, how do you get up on stage? It's not because they're scared of, you know, failure. It's right. They're just scared of, they're scared of success. being a bitch. Being yeah. a bitch. Of success. I like that. That was the, definitely the better direction <laughs> than I was going to take it, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, a risky kind of person. I'm like, fuck it. Like, every time before I go on stage, I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. We're all going to die. It's just like whatever happens in between is fucked. Yeah. It, I mean, it, again, it takes a lot of balls to just drop out of college and you know, just start doing stand-up, right? Do you know what's funny is that the office that you had to go to to drop out is called <laughs> is called the Office of Student Success. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So I called my dad. I'm like, hey, by the way, I just dropped out. 
And he's like, what? Where are you? I'm like, the Office of Student Success. <laughs> you didn't even talk with your parents about it beforehand? Oh, no. Really? How like, did they feel oh, about God. that? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Actually, this is one thing I did want to talk about with you. Because that's like, a, I'm not, you know, this is a big life decision. Yeah. And I don't know. How does that process go for you? Well, I'll, I will answer that, but I'll tell you. The week when I came back, I was doing a mic. And somebody had, I didn't, I bombed. And I, somebody had gone on after me. And they were like, you know, Romy, maybe you should go back to college. Oh, man. And when it was so fresh. And I was like, oh. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts real deep. That's one of the ones for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, I remember talking to you afterwards after mm-hmm. I heard about it, and I was like, "Are you sure?" Like that was. I felt bad because I didn't want to like put the doubt in your yeah. mind. But I know. I, like, I remember talking to you, and you were like, "I don't understand." Like, so it's it's official. I'm like, "Yeah, it's official." Yeah, yeah. So walk mm-hmm. us through the process here. So showed up to college. Mm-hmm. Got my roommates. I was like in a suite. Right. And uh, you moved in. Moved in completely. Everything. Did the whole shirts in the drawer. Wow. Alcohol stash. <laughs> <laughs> weed under the pillow. No. Um That'd be a stinky pillow. That, and you gotta but, sleep and sleep. Or like would weed it be a great pillow? Or would it be an amazing pillow? <laughs> That'd be like a cool idea if you just like had um selling like sheet covers that smell like different things, like a scratch and sniff, but it's your pillow. <laughs> it's just like one's weed. Uh, a vanilla one. A I vanilla, think. vanilla, yeah, vanilla one. wafer. Yeah. Coffee would not be a good pillow, I don't think, because you'd wake or you, up. You could use that one to wake up. Yeah, you flip it. You flip, you flip the flip side. It. Yeah. One smells side. like dinner, and one smells like breakfast. Hell yeah! <laughs> Damn, we should get patent. Seriously, dude. let's get it going. Yo, don't this. post this. We're yeah, gonna go comedy. On. We're gonna do entrepreneurship. <laughs> We're going on Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, dude. One of my roommates was um the daughter of Fleetwood Mac. What? I know, right? The daughter of is Stevie. I uh, know of uh, of um, um, she was the 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 guy's daughter. <clears throat> Lindsay Buckingham. <clears throat> and then the other girl, she was weird. She was like red hair. She was like, I'm from Georgia, and I was like, oh, pleasure to meet you, whatever. Because I try to be nice. She was know? weird because she was from Georgia. Of course. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and she wouldn't stop talking about her sister. And I have a sister too. Mm-hmm. I don't really bring her up that much. And uh, this other another roommate comes up. She's like, yeah. You know why she talks about her sister that much? She's an actress. And I was like, all right. Everybody's an actress at some point. And she's like, uh, you ever see Stranger Things? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know Barb? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, that's her sister. And I was like, oh, that checks out. What? So it was like how, random. Yeah. How did you get in a room with the daughter? With of, an A-list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The daughter of Fleetwood Mac and the sister of Barb. And the night we moved in, or maybe it was the night after, one of the girls had gone to the John Mulaney show, which everybody was anticipating because, like, it was this post-crack. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) we were all like, how was it? And she was like, yeah, it was really good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I do comedy. (laughs) And they were like, oh, but you're not funny. And I was like, you haven't even given me a chance. Damn. Yeah. So it was rough. Privileged people, you know what I'm saying? Beverly Hills bitches. Beverly Hills. No, it really wasn't that. It was just, like, the school was shitty Mm. and, like, the classes sucked and... I don't know. Was it like the same thing that you felt in high school where you're like, this is not, you weren't good at it or you just didn't want to do it? Both. Okay. A I, was bit like, both. I, I was like, if I don't, I don't know. I feel like when you're like 18, I don't know, I was 19, I was like, if I don't, I just got to give stand up one fair shot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I'll, reg- I'm always like, I, my worst fear in life is regret. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your worst fear? Do you have like regret? No, of course, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to regret anything. And I mean, yeah, that's for sure one of the bigger ones. And, and yeah. I think, you 
you know, within what, what, how far, how deep in were you? Like a week? Two a week. weeks? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do, if you're going to give comedy a fair shot, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not going to, like for me, like I was already in, you know, in school two years mm-hmm. in before I had any idea that right. I wanted to really like, you know, give it a fair shot. And mm-hmm. at that point you're already, you know, two years in debt. And then, mm-hmm. and then you come out here and it's like, you're in debt and you got to pay off your stuff. And, and I don't have a family out here. Whereas mm-hmm. like, again, if you were, if you had that idea and you really did want to give it a good shot, mm-hmm. like that is the best time to do it because yeah. you probably didn't have to pay out. Did you have any, your debt? No, I, I was a week. So I got my money back. Yeah, exactly. So like I had to get out that night. They were mm-hmm. like, you have like four hours to move out. Damn. Yeah, I, like, threw my key at the front entrance <laughs> girl. I was like, see a bitch. And the girl who worked at the front entrance was in one of my classes. Wow. And I was like, see ya. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then how did your parents respond? They were honestly pretty happy. Really? They were like, well, A, we don't have to pay. Nice. You know? Yeah. And they were like, I think she could be okay at it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. And then it's like little milestones, you know, it's like, and I, I got, I hadn't even been on a showcase at that point. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Uh, how long did that kind of like, again, you said like a week after that, mm-hmm. something like really stung, right? Oh yeah, it hurt for a while. Do you still think about like it being the right move? Yeah, definitely. All the time? I can't imagine being, can you imagine me in a classroom? Come on. <laughs> yeah, not anymore for sure. No. Dude, I thrived in classrooms, though. Really? Um, you probably would have... Like, you said your teacher knew when you were there you were funny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That, I had a great time. Because, like... Really? That was one of the things that I felt, like, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into the entertainment industry mm-hmm. is because when I was in a room of a classroom, I didn't I didn't accept this person as the authority of the, of the room. Like, yeah, you can teach me a, a subject that mm-hmm. I know nothing about, mm-hmm. but I also have, like, my own thoughts. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to challenge something that you say. Like, I'm not... You, you have to raise your hand. It's like, yeah, but you never pause for me to, like, make my point. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk. No, and you're very articulate, but yeah. it's like, yeah. like, teachers hated me in high school. Really? Like, I had meetings. Because, <laughs> like, I was threatening teachers. Teachers were threatening me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Really? Yeah, fuck you, Madam Allen. I hated her. For what reason? She hated me. She, I don't know. Like, I had one teacher... I was I had like a seven in the class like a seven. That's not great. Which is which honestly out of what a hundred. <laughs> which is honestly impressive in a weird way because how could you? Yeah. And uh, I went to talk to her and I was like, listen, I know we let's put our differences aside, okay? But and then she got so angry she crumpled a soda can and like threw it by my head. Oh. So it like just like. And then you sued. No. <laughs> and this was in a classroom full of kids. Yeah. But people were so dead. Like, everybody, nobody, like, cared or noticed her. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It is sad. Yeah. She was the worst. Damn. Her knees, like, broke down later in life, and I was happy about it. <laughs> she got, like, two knee replacements. I was like, yeah, suck it. I have this friend that, there's this teacher from eighth grade that last Christmas, mm-hmm. he, like, messaged her, and he's like, hey, Mr. Canio, uh, I just wanted to say you were the worst, <laughs> one of the worst human beings and teachers in the world or whatever. And she's like, oh, my, I, I hope you're joking. He's like, actually, not at all, and nope. just, like, doubled down on it. Yeah. And she's like, well, I hope you have a very nice year or whatever, something like that. And then he came back again this Christmas, but <laughs> just sent another one just to really reiterate that how much. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you ever have, like, like, dark fantasies where, like, you're on stage and, like, I don't know, like, the, somebody you had a crush on in high school is watching you, like, kill. Or, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I have that. Like, I'm always, like, I want them to, like, 
Yeah, like if you can you only see show. me. Yeah, exactly. You want you want them to know yeah. that you're the you're the bitch in this scenario. Yeah, exactly. Even after they. <laughs> I have no interest in becoming famous. Like that doesn't. I don't care <laughs> if people know who I, I love being anonymous. I think it's funny. Right. And I just want the, I, the only reason I'd want to be famous is for my teachers to be like, damn. Damn. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucked with her. Shouldn't have thrown a can at her. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Damn. Yeah. But don't you have any of those where you're like, oh, I just want you know this person to see me. Um. Hmm. Not necessarily. Really? Yeah. I just. Uh. I think. There. You gotta be. You gotta be holding grudges. You know what I mean. Oh, I hold grudges hard. Yeah. No. And and there are for sure some people. I don't know. Again, I don't. I try not to think about them too much. <laughs> uh. And it's easier for me though because like I'm out of Ohio. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So it's like, it's more. I just want to uh to show my parents. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Really want the approval of mm-hmm. them, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't seek approval from people that I was angry at back in the <laughs> Can't day. Can't relate to that. I'm roasted, boom. <laughs> no, uh, but like, when you kill, are you ever like, oh, I'm so glad, like, so-and-so is in the room? Because, like, you, oh, yeah. you really want them to see you do what, like... Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's why, like, I, even you, dude. Like, I, I want to, like, do well when you're in the room because yeah. it's like, you guys are... This is what I've talked about with a lot of people. And <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said it to you directly, but, like, I started around the same time as you guys, like, mm-hmm. Romy... Uh, Jamie was she's been doing it for a while for a while but uh, Chris Alio Mm -hmm. um, Seth Lerner Mm -hmm. uh, you know that squad the guys R.I.P. no just kidding yeah seriously where (laughs) he's just gone (laughs) Um, but yeah I started with you guys and you guys are just so fucking funny dude like you guys kill as much as I see anybody else kill around here and I feel like you guys are like miles and miles beyond where I'll ever be, right? No. No, I, I know you're humble or whatever, you can humble. But seriously, you guys are good. And like, for me, it's like, again, just to be in the room with you guys and like, be, you know, doing comedy. And like, I made Chris Alio smile <laughs> once on my shitty set that I had on Tuesday. And I was like, that's all I need, you know? Like, like when George laughs? Yeah. Like, yes. Dude, that's really all I need. That's- all you need yeah just because like again it's those are the people that i want to see me do well and of course i want like you know uh, a headliner to come in and mm-hmm. watch me like crush or mm-hmm. whatever but I, I don't know it's never in spite of anybody i'll say that it's like <laughs> yeah you probably thought i was shitty <laughs> yeah yeah never like that but but seriously it's cool to walk with you guys i, I don't know i tell people i walk with giants out in philly yeah. <laughs> seriously no it's fun we're all like hanging out at two street like that's the fun like two street is like when you th- if you unwrapped it it's miserable like it's, <laughs> it's cold you know and but it's a it, tiny bar it's, it's a tiny bar but then we're all together we're laughing having fun like that's the like there's not like any pressure there mm-hmm. really i feel um yeah. and that's what i need to get better at i think is no handling. i get so nervous yeah yeah i get bad when i'm comfortable i feel like i can actually be myself so like mm-hmm. at the friendly lounge it's like mm-hmm. i feel so comfortable in mm-hmm. there like on thursday there was like five people in there too and i was like oh i know everybody here <laughs> yeah and I felt like I was pacing really well yeah. uh, during that set. Um, and then, again, that showcase where I was, like, definitely the rookie back in Ohio, I just mm-hmm. sped through everything because I was like, I've never been in this bar. Yeah. I don't know anybody here besides one person, and they all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I struggle with, like, the anxiety and the times. Mm-hmm. I used to be, like, a, an early to bed. Like, you know, not, like, crazy, but like, oh now God. I'm nocturnal. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. If my days are flipped, mm-hmm. like, you know. No, and that's uh, another reason why, like, going, making that decision to go full out on comedy is really good for you because, mm-hmm. like, that's the, the, that's your day is the night. Right. Which is kind of depressing, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I haven't seen you in the daylight in a while. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, I don't want to see you to see me in the daylight. 
No, but yeah, because I work nine to six every day. And it's like, if for me now, if I want to do comedy, it's like I have to make the commitment that, oh, I'm going to get five hours of sleep tonight, yeah. you know, and I'm going to work the entire next day. And, uh, and, and that's, I guess, everybody that's gotten this far. Like, again, you're smart that you made the decision Timely. that early. Timely, exactly. Yeah. Because once you get wrapped up in the debt and then you get wrapped mm-hmm. up in a job, it's like then you have to work around that. And to fully commit now, if I wanted to fully commit to mm-hmm. comedy, it would have to be like, you know, once I... I could do it, right? But and then I and then I have no steady source of income. Like I would quit my day job, no steady source of income. I'd be like, it, it would definitely be a motivator. That's for yeah. sure. It's a fire under your ass to be yeah. like, you need to start booking shows so you can make money and you can do this sort of thing. But it's just a completely different path than yeah. say you know starting when you still have some sort of cushion with your family and like, mm-hmm. for um, sure. yeah, like I would have to create that cushion myself with my job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean just being nocturnal yeah i try to like i think to myself like how do i get better and then i'm like i do all these mics every night and it's just like i try to think of ways like how can i improve you know what i mean like i try to write every day Mm -hmm. but it's sometimes like when you force yourself to write it's just it doesn't work Mm. so that's always tough i'm trying to like i don't know yeah well and like put reps in Put, yeah, get, yeah, well, that's what it's about, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to the one with uh, Tyler and, and Manny, mm-hmm. uh, they came on, mm-hmm. and we talked about this a little bit, but at some point, like, you can put as many reps in as you want, but, like, the best jokes are the jokes that just come to you, you know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. Or just, like, click, something mm-hmm. clicks, right? Yeah. And so I think uh, an important part about getting better is doing what you're doing with the reps and going out consistently, and just surrounding yourself with comedy, so that mm-hmm. way when you're not, like, in it, and you're not thinking about it, you know, something could, you know, takes mm-hmm. time and something just clicks and, yeah. and it just like works because yeah. it's like a, a natural thought that you have. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously just doing it and surrounding yourself yeah. with it is going to be one of the better ways. Jamie and I have been going to like more shows mm-hmm. to like that we're not even on, which I like oh, didn't really? even know that was a thing. Like, you know, I didn't really know too much and we've just been going to shows and it's just like, it's produced a lot of material for me. Just like hanging out with comics, being like, you know, when like. When you go to the supermarket, you're in, like, autopilot. Right. Like, you're just, you're just like, looking at colors. Right? You're like, <laughs> I need a small yellow. And you're like, lemon, you know? Yeah. But when I'm, like, with comics, I'm, like, on... Um, go mode. Yeah. You got the flips. The those. wheels are turning. Right, yeah. And that's how you get a joke, I think, is, like, when you put that helmet on. Mm-hmm. So the more time you spend in that mindset, the more material you're going to get. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and and well, and so the thing about being on though is like I don't know, then it's like exhausting. It's right? so tiring. Yeah. It's so t- I don't talk all day. I'm so tired. <laughs> right. But yeah. I, yeah, definitely being in that and and that's the hard part with uh, especially like uh, probably a lot of comics, especially me, but like, you know, with drinking and mm. like uh, smoking at all is like it makes it easy to not have your brain turned on, mm. right? And uh it's again it's like i want to say that being on a lot does help but also the other thing about shows like i went to the next in line show Mm -hmm. last night and oh you did nice yeah and i think you're right like going to shows where there's not a lot of pressure if you're not going up i think Mm -hmm. isn't gives you the another angle and opportunity to think about jokes like Mm -hmm. i wrote probably three things down Mm -hmm. while i was at that show last night because i knew i wasn't going to be going up Mm -hmm. but it's almost like you hear somebody tell a joke about a topic and you're like, oh, why didn't they explore it in this way? Yeah. And then you can write that down and yeah. explore that it's topic. It's an extension. Absolutely. 
but it's like endurance too. Like I remember starting out and doing like three minutes, like just at nacho mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I'm tired. What can't believe it? And now I do like 15, yeah. you know, I've done like 15. That's probably the longest I've ever done on a show. It's probably like 17. Really? Because I was doing pretty well and the guy just didn't like me. <laughs> but but I was like so tired afterwards. Really? Because you're talking for 17 minutes straight, you know? It's tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I think, you know, the being on stage is a combination of not only being on, but being able to like rehearse things that you had previously. It's almost like a different mindset, like mm-hmm. a different skill set of like rehearsing and performing versus mm-hmm. being on and creating in the moment, you know? Yeah. And that's like a good balance that I see you have. Like, um, like you said, like, I mean, being on is enough to do no material, you know, like at the mic last night, you can just be on upstage and just, you know, talk and be funny, yeah, right? And just yell at people. You're like creating in that moment. But the performance aspect of it, you know, doing a, a reigning men joke. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yo, Logan Mallon, he comes up to me, he goes, don't ever tell that joke again. I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, it's gone. Fair enough, it's fair in, enough. It's in the trash. Yeah, yeah. I think it made sense in my mind. So many people were like, I hate that joke, and I just scrapped it. Yeah, you liked it enough to tell it a few <laughs> times, though. So, way too many times. <laughs> And then he kept calling the raven an eagle or a bird. I, I mentioned that at Thursday. I was like, Steve McJones told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks like an eagle. Come on. It do- I mean, I guess I don't know what a raven looks like. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and this is something I talked about with the Kosh too, is like balance on stage. Being able to really, one, I think be yourself on stage. Mm-hmm. But also, and being yourself is going to be that on, yourself in that on mode and mm-hmm. creating while you're up on stage mm-hmm. and being able to perform the things that you, it's almost re-imitating when you had it the first time, like mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. and and having that performance aspect to it as well. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, I think you can like, I feel like most, I'm definitely myself when I riff because I'm like, it's just off the dome. Exactly. But when I do jokes that like, I know work and like are like my whatever. I'm just on autopilot. Okay. <laughs> like, don't you have those jokes where you're just like? Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they're not as funny if I let them be as True. autopilot. You know, like yeah. you have to. Add, it's hard. Yeah, you have to add like some natural like riff mm-hmm. uh, sort of things in those yeah. jokes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you get into it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that's uh, probably a good like you know kind of wrap up moment i don't know do you have shows or anything that you're excited about uh coming up soon yeah i'm hosting um at helium on wednesday okay really at helium yeah should be fun that is gonna be fun and uh i'll be at kyber pass at the end of january the end of january okay Mm -hmm. so this probably isn't gonna come out till next week so nobody's gonna hear about the helium by the way from that's cool that's fine (laughs) (laughs) they'll be there i'll invite them in person yeah but the last show at the end of january is yeah it's like a rob brooks show it should be fun okay what day where at um that's gonna be january and it's gonna be i'm gonna make you wait it's in january for sure january 29th january 29th show side stage comedy kyber pass bar pub i don't know no, yeah, January 29th. January 29th. At what time? Like 8 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, you know the usual. Come early. Yeah. <laughs> Come, I'll be there early having a panic attack. As I <laughs> Buy me a drink. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Because you Thank can. you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for recording. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Romy, for blessing us with your presence on my podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a very, very nice week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Amen. Okay, bye. Thank you.
Yeah, my name is uh, Romaine, and my sister's name is Ashley. Who do you think our parents loved more? 